I'm Lauren from Legends of S.H.I.E.L.D., a Marvel Universe fan show, part of the Gunna Geek Network, just like the show you're checking out now. Shows on the network are individually owned, and opinions expressed may not reflect others. Find other incredible geeky shows at GunnaGeekNetwork.com. Hello, everybody. This is SP, and welcome to Better Podcasting episode number 45, Better, po- Better Podcasting live chat episode 45. Today is Wednesday, March 8th, 2023, and you get a solo SP show today. Yes, that's right. Steven could not join us tonight because he is sick. His kids gave him a little bit of a cold, I guess, is what's going on. And he actually wanted to be here. And because we took last week off, because we ran into an issue with our uh, home improvement issue with Steven, he decided that he wanted to have a show tonight for sure and wanted to have me go. So he's the one that pushed me into going solo. And you're really seeing the problem with a dynamic with two people and then going down just to the one person. Both of us can carry a show on our own, but it's just better without both of us. All right. So here's what's going on. I have some things to talk about. There is the chat room. I know a few of you are already in the chat, so that's great. I appreciate any questions you have. I'm going to be going over some stuff. And if we come to the end of that and it's just a short show, that's what it's going to be. So first of all, I'm going to talk about some hardware upgrade issues that I've had going on. First of all, a couple of weeks ago, I ran into an issue where I was rendering an episode of Legends of S.H.I.E.L.D. And the Legends of S.H.I.E.L.D. episode did not complete the full thing. Now, Vegas Pro Edit 19 was great. It went all the way and edited 47 minutes of the 105 minute episode. But I was wondering, why did it shut down and why did it not edit the whole thing or render the whole thing? Well, it was because I was running out of space on my hard drive. So I went ahead and increased the one terabyte to a two terabyte. I ordered a two terabyte drive. It came on Amazon the next day, actually within hours. I think I ordered it at 10 p.m. at night and it came at 530 the next morning. So woohoo, next day delivery, almost same day delivery because it was within 12 hours, right? It depends on what time you get up or what time you go to bed. And I got the two terabyte drive. I took the one terabyte drive out. Now, this is my working drive. It's not my OS drive. It's not my long-term storage drive. It's just the working drive. It's the drive that I put the active files on that I have that I go ahead and then use to render the episode. And with 4K video, it just gets full after a while. You start adding more and more and more files to it. And it just was getting closer and closer to that one terabyte where it finally got to that one terabyte size. I did some move some files off into long-term storage in order to edit that episode, but I was like, this is going to keep being an issue because I have so many working files and I'm going to move it off to a long-term storage, but I also needed a bigger storage working drive. I took the one terabyte drive out. I went to my old podcasting computer. I used a program called Macrium Reflect Free. It's available for another few months until 2024. Then they're going to rip it and take it out. And they're just not updating anymore. And they're changing the free version to a home version, which is one I would use. They actually have a corporate version and an enterprise version. 
The home version, I think, is around $60, somewhere between $50 and $70. I don't remember exactly what it is. I'm definitely going to buy it because I use it so much. What I do is I either clone the drive or I image the drive and then restore the image drive with SSDs. This is a two and a half inch SSD. With SSD, I found that the image solution works best. So I imaged that one terabyte onto one of my bigger drives that I have on the old podcast machine. And that took six and a half, seven hours. And then I re-imaged it and created a new drive with the two terabyte drive. That took about six and a half hours. Then I extended the volume. If you're techie, you know what I'm talking about. And I made that the full two terabyte drive. And I took that drive, shoved it back into my active podcast machine, and it worked great. The image actually treats it like it's the same drive. So I didn't have to map to the drive or anything. It actually had the same drive. So worked all great. I am eventually going to have to pretty much do a clone of a hard disk drive, three and a half inch disk drive, because I have a 12 terabyte that's filling up. I'm going to have to move to a 20 or I believe 26 or something like that is out there right now. So I'm going to have to go ahead and do that eventually, maybe by the end of the year. But that will be a clone because hard disk drives can do clones. And before you say, SP, what are you doing with these two and a half inch SSDs? I just had that in from my other computer. My motherboard actually can support up to six M.2 drives. So those are the little drives now that actually connect directly to your motherboard. My operating system is on one of those drives. So I have, I believe, five additional slots that I can use for storage. I just... I was at the last minute and I wanted to increase from one terabyte to two terabytes. So I'm like, I'm not going to mess with anything. I just want to replace it. In the future, I might go ahead and go to the M.2 drive. So that's a lot of techie stuff. Basically, I've been increasing storage on my podcast machine because of the 4K video that we edit. Why do we edit at 4K? Because it looks crisper, even though I might only be streaming in 720 if you render the file at 4K, it looks crisper on YouTube. We've done some individual comparisons, Stephen and I, and definitely even 720 looks crisper when it comes out at 4K. So that's what we do. So that's one hardware issue. Another hardware issue that I've been having is my Roadcaster Pro 2. I knew this wasn't going to be the end of everything. So what I've noticed three times now is when I booted up, it freezes. And I don't necessarily know if it's the hardware that they sent me. Remember, this is a replacement unit. Or if it's the firmware, the 1.1.4, I believe. I don't know. I have initiated. I haven't heard back from them. Like literally before this podcast, I initiated a conversation with Rode. I sent a support ticket in. We'll see what they say back. They'll probably say, hey, restore from zero. I probably do the normal techie stuff, but we'll see what happens with this thing. Ultimately, it might come down to me being without it. Now, I did time how much time it took for the old unit to get to them to when they acknowledge it. And then if you uh, figure in shipping on the way back, be about three weeks, I'd be without my Roadcaster Pro 2, which is an eternity to a podcaster, especially one like me that's doing multiple shows per week. This week, it's going to be five shows. So you expand that by three weeks, it's 15 shows. That's a lot of shows to be without the Roadcaster Pro 2 when you're used to it and it's working just fine. So we'll see what happens with that. 
So Drigger asked in the chat, why ever bigger drives instead of a NAS? It's because I've got the computer to do it. I've got a huge gaming uh, desktop computer with a lot of space in it for storage. That's what I'm going to do. And then I pay Backblaze to back it all up. So I'm good to go. It's entire, all my storage drives, all those 20 some terabytes I have are all backed up. That's why I use that versus a NAS. If I didn't have that, I would do a NAS. Like if I was working off smaller laptops and I wanted a bigger storage through a NAS, I could do that. But I have a big desktop, so I use the storage capacity that is in there. All right, so we talked about the SSD. We talked about the Roadcaster Pro 2 boot up issues. Now it's working just fine once it boots up. But if you were here at the start of the show, you know that there were people that couldn't hear my audio. I suspect it's because it froze before it booted up and it just didn't connect well. I was seeing a good volume on the Roadcaster Pro 2 in the uh, volume meter that's there, but it just wasn't connecting to the web space, web page, so to StreamYard. So that's an issue, I guess. And I just don't want to do that again, I suspect it'll get worse and worse and worse. It's like I said, the third time that's happened. So I will endeavor to reboot everything and then test it. Problem with this show is I'm solo. So I had nobody to test with. So I couldn't tell if they say, hey, SP, we can't hear you. It happened once on Legends of S.H.I.E.L.D. It happened once before Strange New Worlds. And now it's happened once before Better Podcasting. So three total times. And Drigger asked in the chat, do you have to full reboot or does it take a minute to catch up? I have to do a full reboot. I actually have to reboot both the Roadcaster Pro 2 and my computer. My computer is on an SSD, but it does take about a minute to boot up. And then uh, apparently it saved the stream since you all are actually watching me on the stream. So that was good. StreamYard kept the stream going. And it took, uh, I believe, 30 seconds is what I've timed the Roadcaster Pro 2 to boot up right now with its current firmware. I was timing it because I was timing the videos that I was doing to show the sound pad issue on the previous version. All right. The question in Discord is Johnny P saying, are you getting this message? I see on YouTube, Drigger X, but not Discord. Yes, I am using a technology that is different than what Steven normally uses. We, Stephen and I briefly talked, he's apparently in bed, like sleeping and sick and stuff like that. And we talked briefly and I'm like, look, I, I don't have the same uh, connections that you do. I don't have OBS set up. I don't have uh, X split set up. So I'm just going to have to use StreamYard and StreamYard does not have the chat connect through Restream that Stephen does. So Johnny, I'm sorry. It's two split chat rooms, actually three. So I've got YouTube and Twitch going through StreamYard. And then I'm looking at the live chat over on Discord because that's what we normally do. So I'm actually trying to look at two chats at the same time. It's a constant issue that Stephen and I talk about, about moving technologies of what we do. Uh, the, Stephen has two criteria. One is that he doesn't want to mandate anybody to log into anything. He wanted to keep everybody as anonymous as possible. If that's what they wanted to do, I agreed to that. The other thing is he wanted to try to combine all the chat rooms into one. While StreamYard does do that, I don't think it combines with Discord. I'll have to check for sure, but I have not done that. So I have 
a full two chat rooms that I'm actually looking at while I record this. All right, talking about the different places to stream to, YouTube came out, I believe last week, with an announcement. Maybe it was 10 days ago. It, it was before we would have recorded last time anyway. Uh, YouTube has announced that they are going to incorporate podcasts, quote unquote podcasts. I know we've talked before about the definition of a podcast, and I'm sorry, podcast industry, you're going to have to get over it. The public does view podcasts as like a normal show from a normal guy that's not part of any, you know, cable or streaming service or and by streaming service, I'm talking about like, I don't know, Paramount Plus, Netflix, HBO Max, that sort of stuff. They view Twitch, YouTube, shows on uh, Twitter, Reddit, streaming. They view that all as podcasts. In their mind, that's a podcast. Whether or not it's an RSS feed with a audio only that's hosted somewhere and it's on Apple Music or Apple Podcasts. I'm sorry, industry, the term podcast has gotten away from you. So YouTube is taking that and running with it. And they're saying, yes, if you have a podcast, you can click a box on your YouTube channel and it will show that you're a podcast. And then we can play it on Apple Music or uh, YouTube. Google me. Is it Google me? I think it's YouTube music, YouTube music. And on YouTube, while you close your screen, even if you don't, I believe has a subscription, because right now you can do that with a subscription to any uh, like YouTube video. But I don't. So if I was going to do that, I'd have to have my screen on on my mobile devices and walking around and in the car and stuff like that. But they're saying that if you click that box, it can be a podcast and it doesn't have to have an RSS feed or whatever. That's what Google slash Alphabet slash YouTube is calling a podcast. And that's what they're doing about it. Okay. So as a hobby podcaster, what are you going to do? Well, I still would advise you to get an audio only hosting, whether that's through a company like Buzzsprout or Podbean or Pinecast and distribute your show audio only through the normal means. I would also recommend that you explore putting your show on YouTube. And I've often been countered to this where I don't want to see a static image and have your podcast. But if they're going to do this and they're going to allow everybody to check that button, it might as well. It's just an additional distribution place. And I will use this term kids these days. Kids these days, that's, that's where they go for their content. So if they're going to YouTube for content and their YouTube is allowing you to then throw your show on there as a static image audio file, basically. Yeah, go ahead and use it or do what we do on Better Podcasting and actually do a talking head video. It's more work. It's definitely more time. It's more money to do it this way. But if this is your jam, you know, this is your jam. You can do it. I say you don't have to do that. And I don't know if the algorithm is going to pick you up or not. You could try it, see where it goes. And that's what I would recommend these days. I had been hard over about not trying to get into the YouTube algorithm with a static image, but if they're going to allow you to play stuff with a closed screen, that's audio only with static image, probably good. All right. So that's YouTube podcasts. Now, another thing that came out is something that I've been following for quite some time because I've been wondering about the health of a podcast company it's been in it since 2004, 
And that's Libsyn. They're a media hosting company. They've also either bought or merged with several other companies over the past couple of years. And unfortunately, they have not had a filing with the SEC since September of 2020. So that's over two years now. And just last week in a press release, they came out and they actually gave their financials. And unfortunately, with the fact that they hadn't been giving a report out, they were banned from trading on the, uh, the SEC banned them from stock trading because they were a publicly traded stock. So there is outstanding stock. And the issue with that is addressed in their report. I will quote the report, quote, as it's not the report, this is their press release about the report, quote, as previously announced in April of 2022, the company consented to the revocation of the registration of the company's shares of common stock by the Securities and Exchange Commission. Therefore, the shares are no longer traded on the OTC markets or on a national securities exchange. However, shareholders at that time remain shareholders today, and the ownership interests of shareholders remain intact. The company is actively evaluating alternatives to facilitate liquidity to shareholders in 2023, unquote. Now, I am many things. I'm a rocket scientist, but I'm not a financial advisor. And I don't trade in stocks all that much. Mutual funds, retirement funds, that's more my jam. So I am not an expert in this. Please do not take my opinion and use it as uh, trading advice or financial advice or whatever. What I think is happening, though, and please correct me if I'm wrong, I think what's happening is they're trying to go either private and they're trying to buy out all the existing shareholder stock or they're looking to be bought out. I could definitely see that with all the money that was banting about in the podcast space a couple of years ago, you know, the $50 billion or million dollars that Spotify, I believe, paid to Anchor. I mean, that's a lot of change. When you take a look at the annual revenue of Lipson, which is in this report, it's in the tens of millions of dollars. It's not in the hundreds of millions of dollars. They do have an operational loan that I believe is about $10 million that they can go back and forth depending on what they need for their company. Companies have different needs for this sort of thing, I'm told, or so I'm told. Like if they have to make a big purchase for a building or servers or something like that, they have to delve into like up to millions of dollars to get that sort of stuff. So they, even though they have the revenue coming in, they have to get an operational loan or basically it's the same thing, I believe, as a home equity line of credit or something like that. So again, not a financial expert. This is just my understanding of things. So I think that is what's happening. They're positioning themselves to take the company private again and uh, buying out the stock. Now, it could just be that they are looking to go back and become publicly traded. I can guarantee you that there's, well, I can't guarantee you, but there's probably a lot of employees of Lipson that were granted stock options as part of their employment package. And they probably want to be able to sell those stock on the stock exchange for investment purposes, right? So it's 
a step forward, I think, of transparency for Libsyn in its financial state. But as a hobbyist, I'm just looking at this. And since I don't understand it, I'm like, I don't know if I would really want to invest myself in this company in terms of like putting my shows on it. Full disclosure, I have many of my shows, most of my shows that are hosted on Libsyn. But if I was choosing today and I was taking a look at this, I'd be like, eh, I don't know if I'd want to do that. However, if you look at the financial health of many other companies, you'd probably say the same thing. But, and I don't know that, but I just been paying attention to Libsyn because I have many of my shows on there. Not all of them, but many of the shows. So I just want to point that out, that they actually had a report that was put out there, maybe not a filing with the SEC, but a, a financial report that was put out there and a statement in that uh, press release, which was probably in their report. I didn't read the report that says that they're looking for options for to, to make the people that have stock be able to convert into money somehow. It's probably going to be less than it was worth. If I remember correctly, they were trading at about $30 a share when they took it off the market. So uh, I don't know if it's going to be pennies on the dollar or if it's going to be close to that $30 mark. But all interesting stuff, right? All right. We also had some things come up and before last week, and I don't remember where this came from, but there was a question, I believe it was in our Discord before we recorded last week or we were trying to record last week. It was, what do you do to help your co-hosts and yourself get better? And I actually had a chat on the Better Podcasting Chats with SP, and we were talking back and forth about this a couple of weeks ago, and I was just thinking in terms of it. A lot of hobby podcasters have issues with crutch words, um, ands, so, I'd say so way too much myself. That's my crutch word problem. And these crutch words make editing a little bit problematic if you want to clean it up because some people say it way too much. One of the things you can do is you can, as a producer, say you're a producer with a co-host, whether it's one or multiple. You can go ahead and you can, every time, you could do basically a, a, a post-show review. And as you're editing, this will take you more time, but it might be worth it long term. Every time you have to edit out a crutch word, you don't just take that crutch word out, but you take the context of the phrase that you were editing, you put them in a file, and then you string all of that together. And then you render it and then you give it to your co-host or you get on a call with your co-host and you say, okay, this is what I'm talking about. Because some co-hosts don't have a clue what happens with editing. They're just there to provide the talent and the content. And it's up to you as a producer and an editor to edit the final product. So they might not understand how much time it's taking you to do this. So actually showing them this in a review session will definitely help them at least acknowledge the fact that they're doing it. Ums are big. And I know one thing you can do to supplant that is just to not say anything. If you feel an um coming out your mouth, you can tell your co-host, just don't say anything. Just keep it silent until you figure out what you're going to say and then go into it. Silences are a lot easier to edit out than ums. Trust me. That is one thing. Another thing that you can do to help you and your co-host get better is use show notes. 
Some podcasts don't use show notes. Some do. So go ahead and use show notes to stay on topic. If you find yourself wandering, I like a good diversion. As long as it's entertaining, it's fun. But if it's way too off the mark and it's definitely off the topic of what you're listening to the podcast, you definitely need to reel it back in and then get back on the show notes. I mentioned the term mic check before. It was slightly different than what I was talking about before. What I was talking about before was kind of a review. A mic check is when you go in, you take notes, and then you and your co-hosts will listen to the show and you will just give pointers and they can give pointers to you at the same time. It's called a mic check where you go in and you evaluate yourselves. And if you want to get better over time, that is definitely something that will help. Just keep it light. Recognize that everybody has issues. I have a speech impediment, believe it or not. We talked about it before on the show. My son definitely has it. That's why I know I have it because he went through some speech therapy when he was younger. And I was like, man, I probably should have had that too when I was younger. And mic checks kind of help that, but you just have to be cognizant of the background, right? And then another thing you can do is you can help each other out with audio gear and sound. If somebody's not sounding great, let them know and then give them some advice on what to actually get that will be good. If you're a producer and you have somebody on your show and you like them and they are a good mix for the show whenever anything, but they have the worst audio possible. That's going to affect the people that listen to the show over time. So the best thing you can do is just let them know, hey, what's going on? And then get them off that condenser microphone if that's a problem and get them into a more dynamic microphone. Years ago on the Gunna Geek show, we had a co-host that had a microphone issue and, and we were talking to him over the course of months. He did make some improvements. He had a microphone that had a, a wine, like a USB wine in it for a while. Then he got uh, another microphone. Uh, Steven actually knows the story a lot better than I do. But if it wasn't for us saying anything, nothing would have changed. So Steven was able to try to get better sound out of that co-host over time. Co-host no longer on the show, but uh, when he was on the show, we were trying to improve his microphone. All right. One final thing. I sound this, I, or I heard this come up I read this come up in Reddit and it was a post and it, I, I got very interested in it. And I'll tell you what I, I did because I did it myself on my show. How long each of you and your co, if you're, if you're podcasting on a team, three, four co-hosts, even two, how long do each of you talk? So first of all, is that useful? And maybe it is, maybe it isn't. Maybe the show is designed where one person does not talk as much as the other term person. But then how would you calculate that? And then will it help eventually? So I'll tell you how I calculated it. So what I did is I edited the show. This is Legends of S.H.I.E.L.D. I edited the show. And after I edited the show, I multi-track edit. So I have everybody on different tracks. And then I rendered each individual. This is after I produced the show. So the show's produced. It's published. So this is after the fact. I rendered each individual track. And I imported each individual track into Audacity. So Audacity had four tracks. There was four hosts on the show that I did. There was me, Lauren, Chris, aka Waffles, not the Chris that's on the Guinea Geek show, and Michelle. And I went ahead and had the complete file for each, the complete 
track for each. I threw them into Audacity. And then on each individual track, I used the truncate silence. So there is some objectivity of how much silence you put in there. But I did that. I had the silence that uh, I think one second of, of uh, if it's longer than one second, it truncates it to one second in between everything. And I'm not actually going through and listening to it. I'm just trying to calculate how long that track is. So I calculated how long each individual had in their singular track. And then I went to just the full track, the full published track. And okay, how long was it? And then I basically divided and took a simple percentage. Like if I talked for 20 minutes, 23 seconds, I converted it into seconds because, you know, time is like that for, for everybody that understands math. What I did is I multiplied the minutes by 60. And if it was 20 minutes, so that'd be 20 times 60. It turned out to be 1200. And then I added the 23 seconds of 1223. So that's how many seconds that, for instance, I would talk. And let's say the whole podcast was 65 minutes, one hour, five minutes, seven seconds. So that's 65 minutes. And I would multiply that 65 by 60 and then add the seven seconds. What I would do is I would divide that 1,223 that I was talking by the total amount. And I would get the percentage of each individual host of what they were talking. It's not going to equal 100%, especially if you have bumps and intros and outros. It's also not going to equal 100% because there's spaces in there that you're not accounting for. But it gives you a rough estimate of the percentage. Now, the post on Reddit was asking if there was something that automatically does this. And I assume that there is. I just don't know what it is. On the post on Reddit, I don't think anybody came back and said what it was. So this is the best example that I have. And we had a chat about how much everybody was talking. And some people were surprised of what the amount was. So I think that's going to help future interactions. It's going to help some people know that they need to turn it over to other people to talk, and it's going to help some people talk more. And I think a good balance on a podcast is really key for most podcasts. So I think if you do this from time to time, it's going to help you and your podcast team out quite a bit. I'm very interested in what Stephen has to say about all this. So he might chime in on this next time. All right. If there are any questions, now is the time to type them in either on the Discord live chat or over on Twitch or the Better Podcasting YouTube channel. I think it's the Gunna Geek YouTube channel that this is on. Uh, so go ahead and put your questions in because I'm quickly running out of topics. I will tell you what's been going on with me in podcasting recently. This is actually an odd week. I'm doing five total podcasts. I did a Gunna Geek podcast on Monday. I did a Better Podcasting Chats with SP last night. I'm doing this podcast tonight, Better Podcasting Live Chat. On Friday night, I will be doing a Strange New World fan cast, which I'm stepping in as basically a guest host to help out a couple of friends do the Picard final season, season three. Uh, one of the co-hosts on that show, a friend of mine, had a stroke. We talked about it before on the show. So I'm just there helping out for the 10 episodes that they have to go over Picard season three. And then Saturday will be Legends of S.H.I.E.L.D. So five total podcasts. As it would have it, 
during my podcast last night with Daniel Smith of the Coffee and Space podcast, I told him before, as I tell everybody, this is more of a conversation. It's not an interview. If you have any questions for me, go ahead and ask him. Near the end of the show, he asked the big one. He said, how do you do it? How do you do all these podcasts all in one week? I was like, well, well, there was this little podcast that we did a few years ago called Better Podcasting, episode 50. And it was the golden rules of hobby podcasting. There were 15 of them. One of them was don't do more than two shows a week if you're a hobby podcaster. You have a full-time job and you're doing podcasting on the side. Don't do more than two shows a week. And you can find that at betterpodcasting.com slash 50. And he was like, oh, wow, that's actually interesting. I said, yeah, the only reason I'm doing it, first of all, is because I have team on some podcasts. If I was just doing a mall solo, there's no way... I'd be doing any of this. And by the way, this show is going to be produced and edited by one Stephen John Drew. It's not going to be me. So that is part of the help that comes along. If you have a team behind you, you can go ahead and do multiple shows. If you're just the talent, you can come on board multiple shows. But I said, if you're really doing it right, you need to promote the show and you need to take time to do that. And there's no way that you can do that if you're doing more than two shows a week. In fact, I'm advocating probably trying to slip that down to one show a week. So he's like, huh, that makes sense. (laughs) And it does, it does make sense. So we talked about it last time. I am overextending myself on purpose for a very limited engagement, but I plan to go back to the two podcasts a week as soon as I can. And if there's a way that I could do better podcasting and then another favorite project, but only do one podcast a week, I'd probably do it. But as of now, uh, the goal is to get down to two podcasts a week. So we did have the Gonna Geek show on Monday night. I am looking forward to the launch of Starship coming up really soon. There is a possibility that the FAA will give a license and everything will be good for the 10th of March, which is two days from when I record this. I actually doubt it's going to happen. It's a lot to happen between now and then. But I would say sometime in the next few weeks, Starship will probably launch. So that is going to be fun. On the Better Podcasting Chats with SP, I have a few more weeks scheduled out with that. And then I probably am going to be taking a break. I am always open to scheduling a session with anybody. So just get a hold of me at stargatepioneer at betterpodcasting.com. Once again, that's stargatepioneer at betterpodcasting.com. That's the email address. And I'll send you the link to the calendar that I have, and then we'll just schedule a time and have you on there. But I'm probably going to be pulling back from that show, probably going to be seasonal of that show. So there's going to be some months that go by that that show is not going to release anything. But I do have a few more weeks of that show ready to roll. There's this show that's going to go to the end of this month, and we're going to transition to the Better Podcasting main show again. But And then the Strange New World podcast, I have seven more of those to do. Really, it's, it's really exciting for me, that show, because I have been watching Star Trek since it was the original series, I'm that old, on TV with my dad. And now... I have watched The Next Generation since it first came on in the fall of 1987. This is basically the end of it. The end of the main cast, anyway. I think the timeline will persist, but this is the end. So it's really exciting for me to be talking about this season. And it just, the stars align for me to be able to do that. 
So there is that going on. And then on the Legends of S.H.I.E.L.D. show, we're looking forward to the new content coming out. We just finished X-Men, the animated series. We're going to be talking about Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania on this Saturday. And then after that, we'll see what we cover until there's actual Disney Plus shows on again, and there'll be more movies. So it's just a lot going on in my podcasting. Steven has said he is good with one show for a week. So it'll be better podcasting for him. And then once a month, we'll be doing the Gonna Geek show. Uh, Johnny P in the chat says it looks good so far for Crew 5 Dragon to splash down on March 10th, which is Friday. I do believe, I think it's tomorrow, maybe it was today, that they disengaged from the International Space Station. But it was scheduled for today. I don't know if that happened or not. was kind of busy at work. And then there was this whole relativity launch 3D printed rocket, believe it or not, was supposed to happen today. So all this is going on, podcasting, and yeah, that's it. All right. So with lack of questions from the chat, I am going to start to sign off now. It was really great to have everybody around. Thank you for listening to me. If you have any questions, please don't hesitate to go to our Discord server at betterpodcasting.com slash Discord. You can ask questions there for us at any time. Or you can always catch us on email. Steven's mostly on Mastodon. I am on Mastodon, but I'm predominantly still on Twitter. I know some people have issues with Twitter. I don't blame you, but I am still there. And I can't get to Mastodon at work, but I can get to Twitter at work. So that's the dichotomy there. So I'm mostly on Twitter. Steven's mostly on Mastodon. And we are both on our Discord server. So you can catch us there anytime all right that's it for episode number 45 of better podcasting live chat we'll see everybody next week bye thanks for checking out another episode of better podcasting you can find the full back catalog of better podcasting at betterpodcasting.com if you're into geeky podcasts please check out the other podcasts on the gunna geek network at gunnageeknetwork.com this show was produced and edited by Stephen John Drew. Voice work was done by L.W. Salinas. Thanks again for listening or watching, and we hope to see you again next week.